0: And now, here is the long-range weather forecast for the next half hour. A ridge of high stereo moving north, south, east and west from London will dispel the deep depression now centred over the whole country. It will be mainly funny with scattered jokes and bright intervals. (laughs) This is, I'm sorry, I'll read that again, a half-hour topical heatwave written by several little rays of sunshine <laughs> and featuring a number of showers. <laughs> Time now for another look at the wonders of the countryside with our roving naturalist, Lydia Picnic Basket. <laughs>
1: nature lovers everywhere. Well, once again I've been out and about peeking and prying into the secrets of Dame Nature and here I am again to tell you all about what I've been up to with my tape recorder. (laughs) This morning I was awoken by the sunlight streaming through the chintzy curtains in my bedroom so I sprang out of bed slipped on an old pair of joppers and fell flat on my face. (laughs) I dressed drank my morning cup of tea, and then I was off. Tea always has that effect on me. (laughs) As I stepped out of my little cottage into the clean morning, I looked up and spotted a tiny house martin nesting in the eaves. Then he spotted me. (laughs) So, wiping my eye, I set off... (laughs) I set off on my jaunt. Then I changed my mind and set off on my bicycle. (laughs) The air was full of birdsong. High overhead, the orange-breasted curlew was greeting the new day with his joyful cry. the drab Winterton's wren, smallest of British birds, squatted in an empty cymbal, adding his plaintive cry to the sounds of the wakening countryside. (laughs) Pausing only to oil my tape recorder, I continued on my way. As I crossed the field of golden corn, turning its shining face to the morning sun, I I seemed to hear a voice calling.
2: Get out of my ready cornfield, you old (laughs) (laughs) cat!
1: At last, I reached a little lane. At the roadside, I found a tiny clump of primroses forcing their way up through the hard earth. Mm. Uh, (laughs) uh, uh, to pick a few of the tiny blossoms, my attention was suddenly caught by an old farm labourer with a pitchfork standing behind me. (laughs) I engaged him in conversation, and he was most forthcoming till I told him I had a boyfriend in the Navy. But before he left, he came out with one of those deliciously acute pieces of rustic philosophy. My
0: old granny used to say... If it do rain for 30 days in the merry month of May, then it's practically June. <laughs> Very boring old woman, my granny.
1: As I continued on my way down the lane, I passed the farmer driving his cows to market. Two in the back seat and one in the front. But it was time for me to return and... I retraced my steps, thinking how much there was to be learned from Dame Nature and her ways. Next week, I shall be telling you how to bring up a Jersey cow, for those of you who've been stupid enough to swallow one.
0: Let there be
3: you, let there be me,
2: let there be oysters way under the sea, let there be wind. ruin my song. I shall never sing again, not ever. Don't ask me. I shall never sing
0: again. Once again, we invite you to come back with us into the backwoods of prehistory, back through the pages of the ages, back to a golden era of primeval innocence and naivety.
2: Cosmo! 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 You, you, Cosmo, you've got to help me. I've just had a, 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 a terrifying experience with a with a peculiar man.
0: Yeah, wh- wh- what was he like, thingy?
2: Well, he, he was smaller than we are, and he had a high voice, and his whole body was sort of in and out and, and, and round and round. What sort of
0: man is that, Cosmo? Oh dear, oh dear, that's not a man at all. No? That's a woo man. Ah. <laughs> they're, they're, they're called she's.
2: Ah, Cosmo! What is a
0: woo-man? Well, how old are you? Two. All right, then. If you're two inches old, you're old enough to know. A woo-man is a person, like a man, only they have babies. <clears throat> I, I
2: do
3: what?
0: They have babies. What do you
2: say?
3: <laughs>
0: You said, you. And, and what's more, they're lovely and horrible at the same time.
2: Cosmo, Cosmo, tell me, what are they for, pray?
0: I told you, having babies... Uh... <laughs> oh,
2: Cosmo, there's something you're not telling me, Cosmo, isn't there? <laughs> Cosmo, why are you smiling at yourself like that? Cosmo, why?
0: <laughs> eh, hey? oh, well, I, I wasn't actually smiling, thingy. My face just slipped, that's all. <laughs> No, no, there is one other thing that women are for.
2: I know, I know. They're good at slug catching, aren't they? Uh,
0: no, no. Oh. They, they have the power to make men ill. Oh. They've given this horrible illness called love.
3: So that's
2: what that woman was trying to do to me, eh? Yeah, well. That's it. Oh, when I think of it, it was just horrible. Really horrible it was. She, she, she got me on the ground. Good heavens. And she, and she kept doing things to my oh, mouth. Oh, I know. <laughs> thought at first she was trying to eat me, and oh. I, I I struggled, I struggled, I struggled and I struggled, and we rolled about and she kept doing things to me and I was frightened, oh. really frightened. Oh. And I was wrong about terrifying experience because when I come to think of it, it was smashing.
0: <laughs> now, now look, thingy, thingy, that was just for the moment. But now you're ill. You have caught love.
2: Oh dear. Is love like when I had ingrowing toenails?
0: Oh, virtually, yes. Yeah. Only this is ingrowing toenails of the mind. I
2: don't mind. I don't
0: mind. When, when you're suffering from love, you do some, some very funny things. What? Well, for instance, you, you pick flowers. And instead of eating them like any normal person, you, you give them to this room man.
2: Good heavens. And she eats them?
0: No. Well, that's a funny thing about it. She'll just say, oh, you shouldn't have. <laughs>
2: Oh, I see. Yeah. Well, I won't offer her the flowers in the first place,
0: then. Oh, that's just it. You won't be able to help yourself. No. Because you've caught love.
2: Uh-huh.
0: And I haven't even mentioned the most horrible symptoms. What's that? Like showing off. Oh, no. And agreeing with everything she says. Oh,
2: that's awful.
0: And worst of all, your inner thingy saying, yes. get her down and roll about. Get her down and, and roll, roll about. about.
3: Yes, that's right. Get her uh, down. Roll, 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 control. Roll, control, roll, control. Roll about.
0: Is.
2: I'm sorry, Cosmo, I'm I'm really very, very ill, aren't I? Very, very, Ill indeed,
0: very, yes. very ill. Really ill. But I've thought of a way of saving you. Oh, Cosmo, thank you. Thingy, you mustn't see this woman again.
2: No,
0: no. I will see her in your place.
2: <laughs> oh, Ta.
0: I will catch her, love, instead of you. I know, I know, Thingy, you must think I'm very noble.
2: And you must think I am very (laughs) stupid.
0: Now, now, Thingy, I've always told you that when you come across one of life's little mysteries, you mustn't run away. You must advance. So? So I'm nobly going out to make advances to that little mystery. (laughs)
2: Yeah, yes, it's all devil. Well, ask her if she's got a sister.
3: (laughs)
0: At the bottom of the sea Yo-ho-ho ho, and a dry martini Nuclear life is the life for me we love an atom A sailor's life is my ambition Hunting, shooting and nuclear vision. Dive to
3: the bottom, boys And far out the mine Yo-ho-ho ho, and a dry martini Yo-ho-ho ho, and a dry martini You should see the things Fish as well. Oh, you! Hey, and down she rises away. Hey, and down she rises. You should see the things we've seen. Down at the bottom in
2: a submarine. The crew is always quarreling. It's bound to be that way. We fall out
3: every day. Think about it, oh, oh, in a dry martini, oh, oh, in a dry martini. You should see the things we see.
0: In our opinion, the next part of our programme is unsuitable for children and those of a nervous disposition. So if you'd like to switch off your radios, we'll let you know when you can turn them on again. <laughs> no, look, look, that's not possible, surely. It's not... Um... It was a joke. <laughs> oh, I know. And now we present the most horrifying science fiction story ever broadcast. <laughs> Dr. Y. And The Thing.
2: My name is Giuseppe Hieronymus, Faith Gloverton Wearing, Mainspring Phipps Pems. And I have nothing to do with the story.
0: <laughs> but my name is Peter Pot. And I have. (laughs) The adventure I'm about to describe is so vivid in my memory that it seems it happened only yesterday. In fact, it all began this morning. (laughs) When I received an urgent message from my old friend, Dr. Y. Dr. who? No, Dr. Y. What? No, why? I don't know why. All right, Dr. Smith, <clears throat> pausing only to pack a small suitcase into a large suitcase, I hurried away to catch the bus. I wanted a number 14, but couldn't find one, so I caught two sevens instead. <laughs> Dr. Smith lived in a rambling country house, and in it, he had rambled all over the country. arrived the door was open so I let myself in. Why? I don't know.
2: Ah, I didn't think you knew what you'd let yourself in for.
0: (laughs) That is so unfunny. That is fantastically unfunny. Anyway, Mm. in the hall I found the doctor's faithful old man-servant Quasimodo picking his nose.
2: Now let's see, I think I'll wear this one today. (laughs) Uh,
0: Good morning Quasimodo, is the doctor in?
2: Oh yes, he's in the greenhouse feeding the dog. the geraniums (laughs) but here he comes now
0: hello doctor i got your note and came at once oh yes dear boy Hmm? Hmm? i must say you're looking in the pink well i didn't have time to dress you see (laughs) never mind never mind come into my laboratory i've something to show you gosh what's that (laughs) a little invention of mine hmm? the time machine With this, I am going to send you forwards in time to the year 3000 A.D. Me? But, gosh, I mean, I haven't brought a toothbrush. Then you'll just have to leave your teeth behind. No, but who'll look after my poor, bedridden, grey-headed old budgie? Very well, very well. If you won't go, you won't. Oh, I'm sorry to disappoint Sorry? You. What do you care? What does anybody care? But I'll show them. I'll show them. They laughed at Galileo. They laughed at Newton. They laughed at Einstein. Why won't they laugh at me? <laughs> well, uh, <coughs> it's partly the lines, but mostly the de- delivery, should... actually.
2: <laughs> Excuse me, Doctor. There's a Colonel Catamole wants to see you. I can't imagine why, unless he wants a bit of a laugh.
0: That's enough (laughs) of that. That's enough of that, Quasimodo. You remember your place or it's chips for you. Place chips? (laughs) That's rather good. That
3: is
0: so unfunny. That is (laughs) (laughs) perfectly unfunny.
3: (laughs) This way,
0: Colonel. Now, look here, Doctor. I've been sent down by the war office. Keep an eye on this experiment of yours. eh? A lot of nonsense, if you ask me. Time travel. Rubbish. Uh, What you need, Colonel, is the eye of faith. I'll face Yes, it comes between the A and the T (laughs) 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 Uh,
3: Watch it, Cassie watch
0: it I say, Doctor, why don't you give the Colonel a demonstration? What a splendid idea My granddaughter Prudence has a pet rat And we can send it forward through time
1: Hello, Grandpa I've been playing Cowboys and Indians with Jimmy from next door But he's run away with all the arrows in his back you was ever such fun
0: uh, Prudence, we'd like to use your pet rat for an experiment So run and fetch him
1: I've got him here, look
0: What an extraordinary place to keep a rat
1: His name's Anselmo, isn't he nice? Say hello, Anselmo, he's a nice rat, I like rats, Do you like rats
0: What a revolting looking beast Yes, isn't she, but it's the rat... <laughs> It's a rat that interests us. i have just put it in the time machine. Hmm?
1: Gosh, isn't this exciting, Grandpa? I am excited. are am you all excited? I am. I'm ever so excited. I think I'm going to be sick. <laughs> now,
0: now, run, run along, Prudence, and put on a clean frock for lunch.
1: All right. Do you want it boiled or fried? Get
3: out. Get out. Get out.
0: <laughs> now, Quasimodo, start the time machine.
3: Yes. Yeah.
0: time machine has disappeared. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's gone forward in time to the year 3000 AD. But this dial says it's 100 million BC. What? But this means we've sent it back to the dawn of time before life began. We must bring it back at once. With one stride, the doctor crossed the room to the controls. <sighs> he
3: threw...
0: <laughs> he threw a switch which hit me on the nose. <laughs> Slowly the time machine began to materialise, and then the door opened and something crawled out. It was horrible. A monstrous, slimy, pulsating mass about twelve and a half feet long, with burning malevolent eyes and a thousand questing tentacles, slithered onto the floor. Undulent ripples coursed its hideous bulk as it heaved itself, covered in a matted coat of tangled fronds towards us. It was... it was indescribable.
3: (laughs) Never mind,
0: you had a good try. It's... it's heading for the door. It mustn't get away. Stop it! Stop it! For heaven's sake, stop it! I wasn't doing anything. <laughs> Too late. It's gone.
2: All right, all right, I admit it. I did it. I... I, all altered the dial. But this, this, I never expected this. What have I done? What have I done?
0: I think you've turned over two pages at once. <laughs>
2: I'm terribly sorry.
0: We decided that decisive action must be taken. The colonel left the room saying he was going to the lavatory. (laughs) Though we knew, in fact, he was going to make a phone call. Suddenly.
1: May I come in? Who are you? I'm Mirabel Cawfarthing of the West Crawley Afternoon Times and advertiser incorporating the Pig Breeders Weekly. The Pig Breeders Weekly, what? Cheeky boy.
0: Let's have the facts. What I'm after is some human interest. Well, you don't interest me, Ducky. I can tell you. (laughs) Let's join the Colonel. He should be able to fill you in. With a bit of luck. (laughs) Ah, there you all are. I've been on to Whitehall and I've got the Chief of Staff on the phone. Wouldn't he be more comfortable on a chair? (laughs) Thank you very much.
2: That's much better. Now, we must stop this story leaking out. So all communications will be sent in waterproof envelopes. Do you know the whereabouts of this thing? No. We're combing the countryside. And if that doesn't work, we'll brush it as well. The police are investigating, of course. They did find a lead, but when they followed it up, there was only a police dog at the other end. Now, I must get back to Whitehall. I'm a busy man. I have a whole pile of sandwiches to get through.
1: Goodbye. I must phone my story to the paper.
0: The effect of Miss Corsfarthing's article was to spread alarm and despondency over the length and breadth of the country, and up to a height of 30 feet above sea level. (laughs) Meanwhile, we could do nothing but wait. Hello? What? Great heavens, goodbye. (laughs) The thing has just been seen entering the BBC television centre. Crumbs! If it gets loose in there, it could... it... it... It could destroy the whole place. This is no time for wishful thinking. Yes. We must get out there right away. As we all sped towards our destination of breakneck speed and without a thought for our own safety, for it was only a small bicycle, little... Little did we know what was happening in a studio deep in the heart of the television centre. It was awful. What was? That bicycle gag. You're right. <laughs> Where's the thing now, Sergeant? It's coming out now, sir. There it goes. All your men to open fire. Oh, yes. Nothing like a nice open fire, sir. No. Your fool, shoot! Uh Uh The bullets are just bouncing off it! Doctor, think of something! (laughs) (laughs) No, not that. Some way of destroying the monster! I know. I'll speak to it! What? You must be mad! No, I am responsible. I must do what I can. And so, alone and unarmed, Dr. Smith walked fearlessly up to the thing and spoke to it, quietly and persuasively. What he said, we shall never know, because it ate him. (laughs) And then, replete, the hideous monster disappeared into the television centre, where it was never seen again. Or was it? You know, the studio audience plays a very important part in a show like this. Certainly does. (laughs) And now, at the end of this program, they are going to help us out by joining in a song. Now, they all seem to be in good voice, and I hope all of you at home will join in too. We'll all sing for He's a Jolly Good Fellow. Are you ready? good thing. Now it's time. uh, Now it's time. Uh, Um, My mother-in-law, she is so fat that when she walks down the street she looks like five dogs fighting.
3: My mother-in-law,
0: look, will Written this week by John Esmond and Bob Darby, Graham Garden, David Hatch, Eric Idle, Johnny Mortimer, and Brian Cook and The
3: Performers
0: were Tim Brooke Taylor, Graham Garden, David Hatch, Joe Kendall, and Billottie. The music was provided by Dave Lee, and the show was produced by Humphrey Barclay.